What's up guys and welcome back to the Progressive Fit Podcast at last. I'm still your host, Luke Lamont, and on today's episode, we're going to discuss your corona concerns. So the first three points kind of tie in with one another. So they are body composition changes, so predominantly fat gain or lack of uh, loss of muscle. Then we've got poor nutritional habits and then we've got became lazier. So they're the three major concerns, okay? So they're all kind of related and they all kind of come under the same solution and then tactics, all right? So the solution is a pretty simple one, one that many people have heard and that is eat less, move more, all right? Now, shouting eat less, move more to somebody that is struggling is like saying just swim to someone who's drowning, right? If you don't know how, you haven't got the tactics, then you're not going to be able to do it. So I'll run through some tactics for you, okay? So we've gained some fat because of our poor nutritional habits and we became lazier. So they all tie in, right? It's probably all three. If, if this podcast relates to you, it'll be all three points that tie into the same sort of bigger undoing of everything that you've done previous to COVID, right? So the tactics then are probably first thing I would start doing is keep it a food diary, Okay because it's so easy to eat a few biscuits in the morning with a cup of coffee, forget that you've done that, eat a few more in the afternoon, forget that you've done that, and then have a pudding after tea or in the evening, right? And have some chocolate or whatever. So it's so easy to forget that what we've had, because every day is rolling into the same day, right? Whether you're you know, working from home or you're just at home in general, you know, if you're still in work, you've still got some sort of routine going. It's not completely normal, but you've still got some going to and from from your house basically right but if you're at home all day each day is kind of rolling into the same day right i forget what day it is most days so keep a food diary try and remember what you've had remember that you had the biscuits this morning and it wasn't yesterday morning remember that you had the cake in the afternoon and it wasn't yesterday afternoon this is why the uh, the importance of a food diary is going to be quite high okay it's not to count calories it's not to put some pressure on you, it's not to guilt you into losing fat, it's simply so you can remember, all right, it's much easier to remember if you're in the car, you, oh, I had a sandwich yesterday in the car, um, I had some crisps afterwards when I was in between meetings, uh, I remember that I had a, a cake in the office this morning because it was so-and-so's birthday, so we had a piece of birthday cake, and then in the evening you don't have anything because you had the cake that day. It's easy to remember these things when life was normal before COVID. We can remember this, but because every day's rolling into one, it's hard to remember. So that is why I would say tactic number one is just start keeping a food diary. Just become more aware of what you're consuming. Okay, tactic number two then is again a simple one. It's just snack swapping. All right, just do simple snack swaps throughout the day, and you might reduce your calorie intake. You might need to look at some packets and. Um, maybe use my fitness pal just to see how many calories are in each, but just start by doing some simple snack swaps. So it could be that instead of having um, two digestives, you have two rich teas. Simple one, okay? 100, uh, 140 calories for two digestives, roughly two chocolate digestives. Swap them for two rich tea, you're going to save about 80 calories, okay? For two rich tea is about 80 calories. So you're saving 60 calories, sorry. All right, so we do that multiple times per day, it adds up. We do it over a week, over two weeks, over three weeks, it adds up. It's not a drastic change. You still have your biscuits with your cup of tea. We're still enjoying, you know, biscuits. We're enjoying that food that we like. We're just not having the kaya higher. 
It's not having a higher calorie option. We're having a lower calorie option, right? It could be that we get to a point where we've swapped the digestives to rich tea and now we need to swap the rich tea to something else. So it could be that you swap it to carrot sticks or something like that, right? So it could be that at first we're having half a plate of rice and then we're going to swap it. This isn't a snack swap, but anyway, I'll roll with it. So half a plate of rice and then we're going to go to a third of a plate of rice and then maybe we'll go to a quarter of a plate of rice and we just do little simple swaps like that, okay? So the... The changes don't need to be drastic, okay, when it comes to snack swaps. It could be that every other day, if you have uh, a cupcake every day, it could be that you have one every other day. And then that snack swap then is a piece of fruit. Or maybe you don't have a snack, but you take up your three snacks that you have throughout the day and you have a meal. But we try and make that meal a little bit less calories than what the three snacks are so that you've got more touch points with bigger meals, get you feel a bit more fuller include a bit more salad, a bit more veg, whatever, in those meals, just to bulk it out, give you more volume, make you eat for longer, maybe make you a little bit more satiated because you're eating for longer, and then therefore you're more satisfied and don't reach for snacks as often, okay? So there's all over social media, there are snack swaps. So you've got the, the snack and then the lower calorie version. They're everywhere. A good person to follow is a guy in Scotland. I think he's called the Flexible Dieting Lifestyle Guy or something like that. But he does comparisons all the time and tells you what calories are in this and what calories are in this and gives you the options of the lower calorie versions. Okay, so the next two options then are probably going to be the least favorite and the most heard in the fitness industry. Okay, so we want to eat less move more so the eating less part maybe consider meal planning and meal prepping okay now it doesn't have to be hours in one go at the oven prepping cutting chopping doing this that, and the other let's make it simple okay so all we need to do is before we do our weekly shop what are we going to have for tea each night so all you've got to do is think of seven meals seven okay seven different meals now how to do that the simplest way is to plan it from your protein out so let's say on a monday we're having chicken tuesday we're having mince wednesday pork thursday salmon friday chicken again okay we're we'll rotating about around so from there right what we're going to have with the chicken let's have some potatoes and then let's do like a nice little sauce okay right what we have with the mince let's get some spaghetti and we'll have spaghetti more nice what we're we gonna have with the salmon. Let's get some new potatoes, some vegetables, a little bit of sweet chili. So you just think of these little things, okay? Now, we plan the week ahead. We go to the shop, we buy what we need in our plan. So that's seven meals. So what we're gonna do now is, now is the food prep part. So now when we cook our evening meal, we also cook our lunch, cook our lunch for the following day. Now it can either be the same meal. So for example, I said, chicken, potatoes, and a sauce, okay? So you cook the chicken, okay? So if you're doing plain chicken breast, you cook the plain chicken breast, and then you have it the next day, maybe with some rice or some pasta that you've pre-cooked, because it can stay in the fridge cooked for, what, five days? So that's the week's worth nearly done, right? So you cook a bit of rice, you have that for lunch every day with whatever meat you had the night before. So the mince one works well, there's a bit of spaghetti bolognese. If you have a spaghetti bolognese, you're having the tomato-based mint with the spaghetti. The following day, you might have it with rice. Okay, so you mix it up a bit. You might throw a bit more chili powder in the mint, and it's more like a chili, right? So you've used the same meat, 
but you've repurposed it and you've only done one lot of cook, cooking rather than two. So that is what I mean by meal plan and meal prep. It doesn't have to be hours on a weekend slaving away. It's just simple things like that. Cook twice as much the night before, uh, for tea and have it the following day for lunch. So now we're going to move on to the solutions for the move more. All right. So the first thing we've got to do is get this notion out of our heads of what is perfect and what is ideal and what we want to do as an end goal. Okay. Because a lot of people, we go, right, I want to go for a walk every day. I want to get up at six. I want to go for a walk. I want to meditate. I want to stretch. I want to do a weight session every day. Eh, eh. Ain't going to happen. If you're at the minute sat on a sofa every day, not moving, you can't go from there to there. It just ain't going to happen. Okay. There's a big difference between walking up a hill in the park versus climbing Mount Everest. Yeah. You've got to build your way up to it. So what we've got to do, first thing, we've got to gauge where our current activity is and expand it slowly over time. Okay. So I'm going to give plenty of examples now, just because I don't want to look and missing anyone out right so we've got somebody that's not doing anything whatsoever so their start could be a 30 minute walk three times per week on days where they are least busy just and have least least force stopping them from going okay so hypothetically this person isn't working but they have kids it could be that they go when the kids are in bed three nights per week yeah, but Luke, that's taking up my chill time with the missus and I want to be able to sit and watch Netflix. That's cool. You've got four other days for that, right? So could you look at giving three nights up just to go for a 30-minute walk? If the, bed, if, the bed, if the kids go to bed at 8, you can be out by 8.15, back for quarter to nine, quick shower, freshen up, bang, 9 o'clock, Netflix, right? So there are ways around it. Let's say you're working, okay? So you're working Monday to Friday as normal. Used to go to the gym, used to enjoy doing the weight training side. In fact, I work with somebody like this, one of my clients. I hate that word, but just so we can understand that somebody I train. Um they they love the gym side, the strength side, they hate the cardio part, okay? When I say cardio, I mean like doing the home workout, man climbs, burpees, blah blah blah. I hate it, I don't do it. So they were struggling. And for a couple of months they didn't do anything. And in the end, you're like, do you know what, Luke? Let's do home PT sessions. So that's what we started doing. So we got a couple of dumbbells and we've just done that three, two times per week, okay? Just two weight sessions, two times per week for 45 minutes. So you might be working five days per week, but can we squeeze in something like that, okay? Just two nights per week. Or it could be that you work late, so could you do it two mornings or before you go to work, twice per week, all right? Now you might be somebody who's working on nights. Now if that's a five day per week thing or a four day per week thing, when's the least resistance? Is it the weekends? Is it your days off? Is it before you go to work? Is it the start of your night shift pattern? So if you're off Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then you start Monday night, is it that Monday? Is that when you've got the most energy, the Monday, the Tuesday, and then it goes downhill from there? Can we get the sessions in the Monday, the Tuesday? It all depends on you, okay? So let's try and find these little windows where there's least resistance, the path of least resistance, and that will help us gauge where we are, find that little bit of a step, and then go stepping on from there, okay? There's no point trying to do five, six sessions per week, five, six walks per week, if we're not doing anything at the minute. We wanna take it up a notch, one, okay? You lose a bit of weight, 
what do you do with your belt? You move it down one notch. You don't move it down five, right? You move it down one at a time and it gradually, gradually goes smaller and smaller. Exercise gradually and gradually increase. Once it becomes no issue and you stick to what your goal is, hypothetically three times per week, no issues, no problems, you do it, you love it, then look to increase to four. Not five, not six, you increase to four. You increase by one, you get used to it, you love it, and then you look to increase again. So you stay consistent, that's the key. So if you're somebody that is doing four lots of training per week, okay, and you're at home all day, and you used to be really active with work, but now you're furloughed or been made redundant or whatever. So although you're still training four times per week, you're not as active as what you were because you're on your feet eight hours. Now that's a tough one. So nutrition will sort of have to come down to meet you a little bit because you probably can't eat what you want like you probably could. So now we need to look at increasing. So if you're doing four lots of home workouts per week, now can we look to increase some, uh, increase the cardio aspect? Can we increase uh, include some uh, walking, power walking, uh, cycling, um, running if you enjoy running and look to increase your neat that way, okay? So something like that. Maybe getting a um, Apple Watch or a Fitbit or just tracking steps on your phone, you know? It's super simple to do it on your phone. Just try and keep it in your pocket most times um, and just track your steps that way. And again, if you're only hitting 4,000 steps each day, don't aim for 10, aim for five, 5,000. Increase it by 1,000. If you're hitting 2,000 steps per day, just aim for two and a half, three thousand. 3,000. Build it up gradually, make it doable. Get used to winning again. Get that momentum rolling and then look to increase, okay? So just to quickly recap, you want to move more, right? So you've got to gauge where you're at and then expand out from there. Gauge where you're at. You're not doing anything, right? I'm going to do two sessions per week or two walks per week. I'm doing four times a week, right? I need to add in one walk or two walks, okay? Just 30 minutes, something simple, something easy to win and then go from there. So concern number three was that I've become lazier. Now, everything I've said, you're probably thinking, but I've become lazy. I cannot be asked doing all those things, meal prepping, meal planning, going for walks. Can't be asked. But now we need to look at our lifestyle, okay? And it all starts with sleep, all right? Whether you're getting too much or whether you're getting too little, I personally feel rough as if I've had too much sleep. So I've got to have around about seven and a half, eight hours, okay? And I've also got to be in bed around about half 10. If I go to bed any later, I still get seven and a half, eight hours. I still feel a bit ropey the next morning. I've got to be in around about half 10, quarter to 11 at the latest. So we've got to look at sleep. Now, if you've been off and you're used to going to bed at 12, one o'clock, you've been staying up, binge watching Netflix or Amazon Prime or whatever, and then you're getting up later in the morning, then you're gonna feel lazier, you just are. So we need to break that cycle. So the first thing we need to look at doing is switching off all electronic devices at around about the time you want to go to bed. Then we need to look at calming you down, okay? So let's say we wanna be in bed for 11. So we switch everything off at 10. Then we sort of wanna get ourselves tired to go to bed at 11. Now, chances are you're getting better at 11 and you'll be wide awake and you're not gonna be able to sleep for hours because your body's not used to going until one, two o'clock, whatever, okay? So the next morning, we need to get up when the alarm goes off. We need to set our alarm at a time that we want to get up, like we'd simulate that if we were going to work, all right? So 
if we're used to getting up at 10, 9, 10 in the morning, but we want to be up at 7, we need to set that alarm for 7, we need to put it on the other side of the room, and we need to make sure that we get up at 7. Now, the chances are you'll probably fail, okay? I've done it. That's why I'm saying it. So, we need to keep doing it. You're not probably not going to get it first day. You're probably going to turn it off and jump back into bed. But the key thing is you've been interrupted at that time, which then hopefully, because you've got a broken sleep pattern there, will then make you more tired in the evening. So when you get tired normally around about one, two o'clock, whatever time you go to bed, it might be half an hour earlier. The next day, we do the same again. We set the alarm at seven. We get up, our sleep pattern's broken, broken sleep, bit tired again. It might push back half an hour, okay? So now we're looking, instead of getting tired at one o'clock, we're now looking at getting tired at around 12. And we've got to keep doing that. It might be that on day three, you turn off the alarm and you get up and then you do a full day, right? And then you're sort of getting back into the pattern. You're moving slowly along the line and you're getting there, okay? It's not going to happen straight away. This, you've got to trust me with and you've got to keep going, keep persevering through it. Don't give up because it didn't happen first time. Persevere, fight the resistance, okay? So it all starts with sleep. We want to try and get our sleep pattern back to normal. We want anywhere from six to nine hours sleep. Well, seven and a half to nine hours sleep. Some people can live off six. Most people, seven and a half to nine, okay? We also want to look at getting to bed at a decent time. We want to try and calm ourselves down, whether that's taking a magnesium supplement, which just relaxes the muscles and just helps us doze off into sleep, whether it's turning off all blue lights, wearing blue light cla- uh, blue light blocking glasses, um, and then continue to watch telly or be on your, your phone or your laptop or whatever. Um, but if we can, try and limit it, come off it, maybe read, maybe empty a dishwasher, do the washing up, something where we haven't got bright lights hitting us, where our mind's not being activated through or stimulated through the TV, through phones, this, that, and the other. Turn your notifications off on social media, turn your phone off if you can, um, and just try and slowly wind down for bed, okay? It could be that you take a shower or have a bath. You know, the difference in um, the temperature with the water will help regulate sleep in terms of, it'll change the temperature of your body, so like spike it and then come back down and then that can make you ready for bed. Um, We wanna make sure that the bedroom is only for sleeping and one other activity. But just sleeping, okay? We don't want the room to be associated with playing on your phone or playing um, video games or any other activity. Reading even, you don't want to read in bed. You want to read outside the bedroom. So when you go into the bedroom, you know that one of two things is going to happen. You're either going to go to sleep or get dressed or, you know, (laughs) have sex. But um, we want to make sure that that is the only... Like, I'm doing this in my bedroom now because I've got nowhere else to do it. I live in a bungalow and my girlfriend and daughter are in the house and I've got no else to do it. So my sleep has been drastically um, disturbed because I'm having to work in the bedroom. If we can help it and we can go elsewhere and do other things elsewhere, then do it. I get that and that's not gonna be doable for everyone. I'm doing it now. I'm in my bedroom recording a podcast, but we've got to be able to try and get out if we can, okay? I try and do the majority of things outside of the bedroom because I want this room to be associated only with sleep that helps us go to sleep better all right so once we've looked at sleep we then want to look at hydration then we look at nutrition and then your why okay so 
sleep I've just covered. So hydration, are we drinking enough? It's so easy when we're at home to not drink enough water. So we wanna try and get at least two of these in, okay? So we want roughly two liters plus, let's say, okay? So if we go off two liters plus and then we try and work up to there, it could be that we keep it in the fridge or that we keep a little timer on our phone and just get drinking water, get yourself a bit more hydrated, get your cells more hydrated, you'll just feel better, you'll feel like doing more during the day and then that might help tire you out at night, okay? Um, the body is mainly made up of water. There's so much water in the body that the body needs it to survive, okay? So we must stay hydrated. So increase your hydration to help you feel less lazy, okay? So sleep, key, hydration, key, nutrition. We've spoke about nutrition. Start getting enough micronutrients. Start getting enough um, decent macronutrients in terms of um, nutrient-dense macronutrients. So avoiding things like junk food, um, you know, chocolate crisps, pizzas, takeaways, things like that. Try and have less of that and then more homemade meals where you're having um, limited processed foods, basically, okay, that are nutrient-dense. Start having those. Again, you'll feel more energetic. You'll start doing more throughout the day. You might then drink more. You'll sleep better. You might get tired sooner. And then it'll all start to turn around, spin around like a cog, right? And it all helps each other. And then the last one is your why. So why why do you want to be fit and healthy? There was an initial why you started. Can we get back there? Maybe you've got there, you've achieved that, and there's no longer, okay? So maybe there's a look for a new why. So why do we want to continue? You know, for me, I've got two kids, one on the way. So I want to make sure that I'm fit and healthy and I can run around, play football with my son. I want to make sure that I can be a horse and my daughter. She's obsessed with horses, so jumps on my back and has to be a horse. So I want to be able to make sure I can do those things. If I'm unfit, and let's say if I'm obese, I can't run around playing football because I, I haven't got the fitness, right? It's going to knacker my joints. It's going to hurt my knees. I'm going to be playing for 10 minutes and then I'll probably have to sit out. I don't want to be that bad. I want to be able to run around the whole time and win in any race that I have to against my kids, <laughs> to be brutally honest. But this is why, okay? So for me, it's my kids. For you, you might not have kids. It might be a different why. It might be your spouse. It might be your partner. It might be um, your other family. It might be your friends. It might just be because you want to live longer, right? So we, no one wants to really die, right? So we all want to live longer and all this contributes, okay? So find your why and just remember it when there's a bit of resistance, okay? So we just follow these steps, make sure we're getting enough sleep, make sure we're hydrated, make sure we're getting nutrient-dense foods most of the time, okay? Not to say you can't have pizza and chocolate, you can just include it in, but 80% of the time have things like vegetables, meat, uh, fresh meat, fish, um, eggs, and non-processed carbohydrates like rice, um, or even pasta, porridge, you know, um, they're both processed, minimally processed, so include them. And then find out your why, okay? So they're the last key points on helping you move more. So guys, that is it. It's the end of the podcast or YouTube video, wherever you're watching it. I'd love to say this is going to be a regular occurrence every week, every two weeks, but I just don't know at the minute. I'm going to try and get as much as I can, okay? I've been fortunate enough today that the house has been relatively quiet. My girlfriend and my daughter have been able to play outside, but when it's raining, it's a different story, right? And when my son's here as well and he's not hit his mum's, Again, the house is a lot noisier and I don't want all that chitter-chatter in it. I want it relatively quiet with me talking and you listening just so we can try and add as much value as possible. Now, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. I hope it helps you out. Now, what could you do from here? 
you know you might try all this you might might give it a go and you might just keep failing that's cool failure is part of success right there's no success without fail so keep trying keep going if something's not working try a different avenue try a different route okay there's more than one way to get to spain right so you just got to keep trying to find the right path that is for you it may be that you look to help get help from somebody like a coach or pt or something like that help guide you it might just be that you ask somebody a question you know if you're unsure about something just ask someone a question ask me a question i don't mind i'm more than happy to help i'm not going to charge you for asking a question or for answering a question so if you've got any questions shoot away okay now as i say i'd love to be able to say that i'm going to do this every week but i just don't know i will do my best to if you've got any topic ideas give me a shout let me know okay so hopefully i've helped with your corona concerns and i will hopefully see you next time and remember make being progressive a habit